You're listening to a sermon on the Mission Ridge Church Podcast. Hang around after the sermon for more information about Mission Ridge Church. Sermon notes for this message or any of our other messages can be found through our website, missionridge.church. Thank you for joining us today. We hope you enjoy the message. So we are uh, starting the next five weeks. I think it's five weeks. I can count. Yep, five weeks. We're going through a series about Sabbath um, called Inhale, Exhale. That's what we decided to call it this year. If you guys remember a couple of weeks ago, we were talking in our discipleship series when I got up here and I was talking about something about being with, doing for. I said that a lot, doing for Jesus, being with Jesus. Uh, I talked about how letting your doing for God flow out of your being with God. And that, that, that was the order that we wanted to put things in. And, and part of building up this being with God was um, building in some practices that established this in your life. One of those practices that I talked about was Sabbath that I mentioned. And that this, that Sabbath was a really good way of deepening or prioritizing or, or establishing, if you don't have it, establishing um, this sort of relationship with Jesus in which it, you can just dwell and be and abide with him. Sabbath is definitely one of the best practices to do this. And we've talked at least twice in the last couple of years about Sabbath it's kind of a big deal here at Mission Ridge. We've kind of gotten onto a kick about it. We're like, this is a hill we will die on, um, which is funny because I think before I got here, I'd never actually talked about it in a church other than in mentioning, like in passing mention of, yeah, no, that's a thing. It's one of the commandments. And then we just move right along. Pause. It's kind of important. It's one of the 10 commandments. It's right there with don't kill people. Like it's right there. <laughs> okay. So not killing people. That's a good, like you should probably not kill people. That's important. Why is this one there also? It's the fourth. I plead the fourth is now my new favorite phrase <laughs> for getting out of anything. You can use that one. <clears throat> it seems like something we shouldn't just try to fit in or it's, it's at least something that we shouldn't ignore. So let's think and let's talk about Sabbath a bit today. The first thing, though, that I want you to do is to just think about your breathing. Take a second, just focus on your breathing. Inhale, exhale. Maybe one more. Right, that's nice. We suddenly became very aware that the vents are noisy because breathing's a little quiet. Oh man, Logan's talking about silence again. Dang it. I'm so sorry. <laughs> yes. Here's the thing though. Sometimes slowing down and focusing on something that you don't normally pay attention to, that you don't normally give any mind to, like how often do you think about your breathing? Other than, oh, Mike's in the other room. Other than when you're on a run and you're like heaving and gasping, maybe that's just me, or walking upstairs, heaving and gasping. Once again, maybe just me. <laughs> But slowing down and thinking about that sometimes can 
help us to feel things. That's a dirty word, isn't it? We're We're in for it, Cindy. We got to feel so many things today. It's, it's, it's a good way to slow down and pause. It helps us notice these things that we don't normally notice, just like silence does. So now I got a question for you after we've... How tired are you? How tired are you? Do you feel like you're constantly going? These are kind of rhetorical because I know the answer. The answer is yes. Do you feel like work and other tasks dominate your life? I know I'm not alone in that. We lead busy, fast-paced lives. Now, Jesus says something that I feel is important to this. In Matthew 11, he says, Come to me, all who, are labor, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. That sounds pretty good to me. Rest for your souls. That's, that sounds, that feels like a good thing if I think about it. What Jesus is doing in this passage, Jesus invites you to be with him. Yep, we're back there. It's this being with versus just doing for. He wants you to be with him. And he invites you to follow in his steps and learn from him. When he says, my yoke is easy, he's talking about adopting his way of interacting with the world. The way he goes about his day-to-day life, the way he interprets scripture, the way he lives out the law that they would do back in the day. That's his yoke. That's uh, taking on a rabbi's yoke means you are taking on his mindset of how to apply the law out in the world how to interact with people. He's inviting you into this. And this apparently will lead to finding rest for your souls. That sounds pretty good. So how tired are you? Do you labor? Are you weary? Are you heavy laden? Apparently the answer is to be with Jesus, to spend time with him, to draw close to him and find rest. Think about your breathing again. Why would following Jesus, taking on his yoke, why would that lead to finding rest? That sounds like work, doesn't it? Sounds like you're doing something. How would that lead to rest? I think the answer is that Jesus is the new Adam. Jesus came as a new Adam, he's called by Paul a couple of times. Which takes us back to, of course, Adam. You all know who that is, that first guy back in the garden that screwed things up. Right? Got to drop the ball or drop the apple. I don't know, whatever. Something like that. When things were really spiffy, though, Adam, Adam shows up on the scene and everything's perfect. You remember the story of creation. God created everything and said it was really good, or it said it was good, 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 good. And then really good after he creates Adam. It's fantastic. Everything's good. He gives him a job. He says, here, I want you to rule and reign over this for me. And Genesis 1 through 11, if you remember uh, eons ago, like two or three years ago, maybe now, 
of, we talked about this, rest is a consistent theme through that book. It's scattered throughout it. There's constant callbacks to rest. Noah's name means rest. And there's this big chiasm with rest at the center and rest is this thing. It's rest, 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 rest. It's all about rest in this first 11 chapters. He's calling us back to this. It's a big thing for God and how he's establishing the world. And along with that comes trusting God's designs for things. There's rest. God says rest is important. And do you trust his designs? Keeps calling us back to this through that passage, through those 11 chapters. So Jesus comes and he shows us how to put the world back together as a new Adam. See Adam, Adam was there and he, he went off course. Things got unspiffied. It's a technical term. Unspiffied. Jesus comes in and he shows us, he, he lives this life and he shows us and he draws us in and he asks us to follow him so that he can put the mission back on course so that he can bring about God's kingdom. When he says God's kingdom is coming, it's not talking about someplace far off in the heavens. Like it's not a physical place. It's more like God's reign, God's rule. When we sing that song, uh, rule, yeah, <laughs> that, that one rule where the, and the phrase in it is, uh, let your name rule the atmosphere. Let God's name rule over everything that we breathe in all of the things that are around us. Let it rule over that. That's what we're asking for. That's what we're saying. And Jesus says, kingdom is here. God's reign is here. He's showing us how to bring it about by living this out. And that, living that out, brings rest. That's what he says. Take on his yoke, bring this about in the world, and that brings rest for your soul. And what was the first thing that God did after creating Adam and telling him what his purpose would be? What was the very first thing he did? Spoiler alert, it comes in Genesis 2, chapter, verses 1 through 3. It says this, Thus the heavens and the earth were finished, and all the host of them. And on the seventh day, God finished his work that he had done, and he rested on the seventh day from all his work that he had done. So God blessed the seventh day and made it holy, because on it God rested from all his work that he had done in creation right after he creates man says, it's very good. And he says, here's what you're going to do. All right. I've created Adam. I've given him his purpose and break time. God's design for creation culminates. This is like the apex of the story. And he rests. Does that seem normal to our ears? Does that seem normal to our sensibilities? Is that what the football team did yesterday? Right after they won the final, the, the bell, the bell goes out, the, the buzzer goes off and they're on the field and they just take a nap. <laughs> I saw the pictures. That's not what they did. <laughs> there was some celebrating. There's some revelry. They're vandals. <laughs> revelry. <laughs> That's... That's not what occurs. It doesn't, it doesn't make sense to us necessarily. We're not used to that of that. When all of the, all of this, this, this thing is done and you rest in it. 
Imagine here, I think this is, this is how we get our brains wrapped around it. Imagine for yourself the classic dad, right? Khaki pants, khaki shorts probably because it's summer. He's got the belt, dad jokes for sure. Belt, t-shirt, white t-shirt, pristine white t-shirt tucked into those khaki pants. No, Rob's saying no, no tuck in. We had different dads. Uh, <laughs> socks that are pulled up very high, crisp and clean, right? Fresh new balances on. And he maybe some grass stains on him because he just finished mowing the lawn. And that dad's just standing there looking at the lawn with those real nice patterns in it that he's just pristinely manicured this, right? He's just standing there like, oh, yeah. <laughs> That's God right after creation. You're welcome. Such a good image now. You'll never lose that. That's God right after creation. He's just like, <sighs> and then the mom in the background, like, I've got other things for you to do. No, that was an image into my household. Uh, it was me growing up. Um, savoring that though. See, Sabbath is just the big, it's this big sigh that you let after a job finished. That's what Sabbath is. It's, it's a sigh. <sighs> Once again, breathing so many breathing analogies in this. I don't know how I did it. It's like, it just, it was in the air. I breathed. I don't know something. It's this big sigh that you left that you let out after a job. Sabbath isn't just some regulation of being a Christian. It's not just something that we do in order to be a part of the club. That's not what it is. Sabbath is a part of your design as a human being, as a person on this earth, as, as a, a thing that exists, I would say. Sabbath is a part of your design meant to connect you to your creator. Everything in creation is connected to God because everything rests. God creates it all and he puts it in its design. And that's part of our design. We carry the image of God and that is part of our design to rest. When did you last stop to enjoy your work? When did you last stop to enjoy God's work? Think about that breathing again. Still going? Nobody stop breathing, right? So that's the funny thing about breathing is when you stop thinking about it, you keep doing it. It just keeps going. Your body just knows what it's supposed to do. It'd be really problematic <laughs> if I had to focus on every breath because I don't multitask great. I'd get nothing done. Breathing's kind of important to me. <laughs> you know what that, it's real similar though to how the universe just kind of keeps going when I stop for a bit. I know it's hard to believe when Logan takes a break, the world doesn't go off its axis. Heart, I know it's, it's wild. It's wild, but it doesn't, I promise. I did it yesterday. World's still spinning. It's crazy. See, cause Sabbath reminds me of my place in creation. When I, when I stop and I Sabbath, 
It reminds me of my place in creation. It reminds me that God is God. I am not God. And that is a good thing. It reminds me that God is God. Scott is not God. And that's a really good thing. It puts us back into our place. It helps us remember this is the design. This is the intent and it's good. Frankly, that's freeing. It's very freeing for me. I don't have to carry the world on my shoulders. God's got that handled. That feels pretty good. Another funny thing about your breath, when you inhale and exhale, your breath kind of makes the sound of God's name in Hebrew. Yahweh, that's actually how they got the name of God. According to some people, I don't know if that's, that might be folklore. I don't know. Google it and tell me I'm wrong, but that's what I've been told. And it makes sense because when you like that inhale kind of sounds like a yah and the exhale kind of sounds like a way. So every breath you take is proclaiming who your God is. Fantastic. That's just cool. Makes me want to hyperventilate. Get a little dizzy. Maybe that, that's, never mind. It's a Pentecostal joke. People passing out. Every breath you take is proclaiming your God. How's that breathing? Still breathing? Let's keep running with these breathing analogies though, because they're fun. Let's talk about the importance of establishing a rhythm. Because I, I think we're, I think we're all on the same page. Like Sabbath is important. Yes. I don't think anybody's going to tell me no about that. Let's talk about establishing a rhythm because that's part of this being with Jesus and letting our doing flow from that. And everything that we do is having rhythms and making it not sporadic. Paint a picture for you here. Remember when you're swimming as a kid or maybe as a, maybe as an adult, maybe you still do this. I don't know. Uh, you're swimming and you have the classic competition of who can swim the furthest underwater without coming up. Right. For me, it was, we were at this giant pool. It used to be called Sligers. It's now thousand Springs resort or something like that down in Hagerman, massive pool. And so if you could make it across the width of that pool, that was a long ways. That was a long haul. If you could make it all the way across that thing. And so we would have competitions of who could make it the furthest. My dad always won that beluga whale of a man (laughs) just never comes up. You're just, you could just stay under forever. It was ridiculous. I'm not competitive. That was sarcasm. I always had to try to beat him. Never did. But you try to swim across this thing and you, and I, I remember I did it a couple of times and I made it all the way across the width of the pool. And, and by the time you get to the end, your lungs are just burning and you come up for air and you take this <gasps> like giant gasp, like you were about to die. You weren't, but you would feel like you're like, you're just done. And you come up, <gasps> right? You got to stop for a second. Just <sighs> get the oxygen back in your blood. Your life is like that. The longer you go without Sabbath, the longer you go without rest, when you finally either choose to or are forced to take a rest, you got to gasp and breathe. Like it's got to be a bigger rest. 
For me, I'm not going to call anybody out with these examples, I promise. But for me, that looks like Logan goes too hard and then gets sick. That never happens to anyone, I'm sure. Right? Or just mentally cracking, being like, I'm completely done. The, like, I'm done button has been pressed multiple times. I have no more cares to give. That's another good example of Logan being very done and needing Sabbath. Just having a breakdown. Just being, not like the cool musical breakdown, but like just a breakdown. Just like, I can't function as a human. I'm done. The sick one's the most normal for me. That's you. My body usually breaks before my will. It's like, nope, it's done. This is why we need rhythms because your life is like that. You need consistent breathing. It's like doing a front crawl, the swimming stroke, right? I'm going to look ridiculous doing this, but like you're up there swimming. And for me, it was a struggle when I was learning, um, to swim because once again, I'm definitely competitive. We'll just accept that fact. And so I wanted to be the fastest. And I thought as the young whippersnapper that knew everything, that the best way to make it across the pool, the fastest was to take the least amount of breaths and the most amount of strokes possible. So if I just, cause I don't want to interrupt with a breath to, to breathe and be like, oh, there's too much, too much work. No, absolutely. We're just going to make it all the way across and maybe take a gasping breath in the middle. Sure. Like, Random amount of strokes, no good form. How well did that work? Does anybody at the Olympics do that? <laughs> they don't. They don't. <clears throat> two strokes, breath. Two strokes, breath. Two strokes, breath. Or, you know, whatever works for people. We need rhythms. We need consistency and regular rhythms and cycles. This is why it's set up. This This is why God intends for it to go this way. Six days of work, one day of rest, six days of work, one day of rest, six days of work, one day of rest. And then a big old festival at some point when you get to the edge of the pool. The instructors always would tell us to find this rhythm. And I fought it for a long time. And then it, I finally did it. I broke down. My will broke finally. And it was like, okay, I'll try this. And lo and behold, it worked better. Lo and behold, when I tried to do that with Sabbath, it worked better. Consistent rhythms. Now, at, for this, yep, Cindy's right on it. That paper in the middle of your bulletin with like this graph thing going on in it, these columns, they, that one, that one, it's in there. Don't worry about the second side. Ignore the second side for now. But that first side right there, those first couple of steps, that'd be real good to do over the next couple of weeks. Don't worry about actually implementing. We're just going to start tracking. I want you to become aware of your breathing, AKA your weekly rhythms. What does your week look like? What do you have going on? What gets in the way? Just start to become aware of it. Because a lot of times when I, when I started to try to do Sabbath, the problem was I would just tr throw Sabbath in there. I just do it because I'm a very just do it person and I hadn't thought about it. Leap before you look sort of thing. And then you're just throwing something else in and it all becomes chaos and you don't feel rested because you've just added another, right? 
when I slowed down and I started to evaluate and I looked at it, this is very similar to the rule of life for those of you that have done Scazzaro's stuff. This is like a simplified version of that. This is just step one. Just start tracking what is in your life. Track your breathing, so to speak, during the week. Is it rushed? Are there times where you're in and out, in and out? Are there times where you forget to breathe? You're sitting there holding your breath, turning blue in the face. Just track your life. Focus on your breathing this week. Bonus level here for our swimming analogies is what do you do before a breath holding contest? You take some deep breaths in and out. You get that lung capacity. You get as much oxygen in your blood as possible. You build that up, right? Big, deep breaths. And then you go down and you hold your breath and you still don't beat your dad, (laughs) but you tried, dang it. And that's what counts. And if you don't do this already, then you're welcome for the pro tip because this is going to make you infinitely better at holding your breath underwater. You're welcome. Application. When you start to get these rhythms of Sabbath established, then you can start to see ahead and you're like, oh, that's a big thing that's coming up. That's going to be very taxing. It's going to require a lot of oxygen from my bloodstream, so to speak. This analogy is fantastic. It's going to just take a lot out of me. So I need to prepare for that. You can start resting on the front end because that's the other funny thing about Genesis. It's like there was night and then there was day. They start with rest. It starts with rest consistently. When you, when you talk about the Jewish, uh, the way they keep time, they start with going to bed. That's the beginning of their day. It's a completely flip flop from us, right? It's because rest is the priority. And if you get that in the right order and you rest before the stuff, well, that's just infinitely better. I don't do it very often, but when I do get that right, man, it is good. So good. Rhythms, focusing and understanding your inhale and your exhale, where that's going. Last time, how exhausted are you? It's a little different than how tired are you, right? Feel, it feels weightier when I ask how exhausted are you? When you let yourself slow down, I'll use an I statement here. When I let myself slow down and think, let that horrible, evil silence in, man, I become aware of the exhaustion or the tiredness or the weariness or the heavy laden. I become aware of that and it draws me back because I realize, oh, this is here. I need to come back to Jesus. I need to find that rest. I've been ignoring that somehow. I've forgotten about it because Sabbath, unlike my actual breathing, Sabbath does not accidentally or naturally happen for me have to focus on it somewhat. Maybe someday it'll be so ingrained in me that it just happens, but it ain't there yet. I still need the reminder in my phone, like stop working, you dummy. It's 8 PM on Friday. That's what my phone says to me. It's fantastic. It's a very abrupt. 
a very shrill alarm. But I need that. How exhausted are you? So I'd say this, God has answers for your exhaustion. Sabbath is part of God's design for every single part of creation, including yourself. Everything rests in some way. Even the trees that don't lose their leaves have a, like an off cycle where they're not growing. They just kind of clamp in for the winter because it's freezing up here, right? That was for my Texans. They're like, burr, it's cold. No, we're just shutting down. They rest. Everything rests. If you don't rest, I heard some stat the other day. It was like the longest a person went without sleep was 18 days. I don't know how that's possible because I'm pretty sure after 48, you're like legally intoxicated and losing your mind. So I'm not sure how that worked. I don't prove me like somebody find that study. Um, But like your body just starts breaking down without it. Doesn't matter how much caffeine you pump into it. So the back half of this is if Sabbath is part of God's design for every single part of creation, are you going to trust God and his design for you? That's kind of what this boils down to. Because we can know that, but it's different than just trusting it. If your answer is no, which I don't think it would be, by this point, but maybe it is. Maybe you're still like, no, it still just doesn't sound good. If your answer is no, I challenge you with this. The downfall of humanity back in the garden in Genesis 3. Y'all remember this story. It comes down to Adam and Eve not trusting God that what he gave them was good because they were told something else. They were told this lie by the serpent that said, no, no, this, you could, this is better than God's design. You can be like God. God doesn't want you to have this is better. And they, they break away and they don't trust God's design and things kind of go <laughs> off the rails. I say unspiffied. They get unspiffied. They thought they knew better. They, when, when they were asked if they wanted to trust, they said no. So I would give that to you to consider if you're thinking, nah, this isn't for me. When asked if, are you going to trust God's design for you? If your answer is yes, on the other hand, I would put a little asterisk here and say that Sabbath is not some like be all end all silver bullet. It might sound like it with how me and Rob talk about it. It'd be like, well, that's just going to solve everything. Fantastic, right? Well, no. And it, it might not even get rid of every, every occurrence of exhaustion in your life. But what Sabbath will do with that exhaustion is it will give you a path through it will give you a way out. So you might be in it, but it will give you a way through it. Sabbath will be challenging for you because it pushes against everything that is wired in us as red-blooded, freedom-loving Americans. Like that's just, it's not in our Western, like this, our individualistic, like it, it's not in our culture. Our culture doesn't like to rest. Resting is lost production in our culture. It's lost opportunity. You're missing out. And God says, no, 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 trust me, you're not. So it will be challenging. But what it does do is it it gives you this story. It, It allows you to tell a better story of who your God is, just like every breath you take with his name on your breath.
So I would invite you this week and the next week and over the course of this series to focus on your breathing, so to speak. Focus on your breathing and catch your breath. I think we all need it. Thanks for listening to the Mission Ridge Church Podcast. Be sure to subscribe and share if you enjoyed this message. Mission Ridge is a church focused on relational discipleship and located in Missoula, Montana. If you are in the Missoula area, we would love to have you come and join us for worship. Service times, location, and all kinds of other fun stuff can be found on our website, missionridge.church. You can connect with Mission Ridge Church through Facebook or Instagram, so give us a like or follow. If you would like to partner with us financially, you can give securely online at missionridge.church give. We'll catch you on the flip side. Thanks for tuning in. The funny part is Al won't be able to hear any of that because my mic wasn't on. <laughs> uh, fantastic. Off to a good start.